Listener Production. Why are tech stocks continuing to rally? And where do Aussies believe are the wisest place to put their savings at the moment? Good afternoon, I'm Laura. I'm Craig. It's Tuesday the 13th of June. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Craig, it's lovely to have you back on the potty. It's nice of you to have me back. Must have done all right, I suppose, in the first time, (laughs) but it's good to get off the reserves bench and into the fray. Well, we love having you here. We love having you here. And you did a more than okay job last time. You did an excellent job. So let's look at what the market did today. So obviously it was a holiday shortened week and we got off to quite a positive start, gaining a quarter of 1% today, lifting for the second straight session. But This did come after quite a choppy session today. We saw the market down as much as a quarter of 1% earlier in trade, but we did get some economic data, which I believe you might be familiar with being our chief economist over here at Comsec. So do you want to enlighten us about what happened? Yeah, there's a couple of things that that came out today. One was the National Australia Bank Business Survey. Now, this is considered one of the preeminent surveys of businesses, but it wasn't overly flash. Now, what they, they do is they look at business conditions and they look at business confidence levels. And business conditions, it had a prior reading of plus 15. So the long-term average is around about five. Anything above five is a good result. So it was sitting at plus 15. It's now plus eight. So it's narrowed a bit. Businesses are doing okay because they've been passing on the higher cost to us. They to have. the consumers. Yes, we've and, all been feeling it. But business confidence weakened as well. Prior it was zero and now it's minus four. So some of the leading indicators don't look overly good there. So that covers business conditions and confidence. A little bit on the soft side for, for both of them. But what it shows is the higher interest rates are working. One mm-hmm. of the things the Reserve Bank's not going to be overly happy about is some of the price readings. If you look at labour costs, you look at purchase costs, they were both up in the latest months. So not overly mm. you know, sort of encouraging. Uh, consumer sentiment. Consumers aren't chipper at the moment. Yes, you know, so there's no reason no. to be chipper. You know, so cost of living, interest <laughs> rates going up, you name it. You know, sort of. But it actually rose a smidgen, smidgen, technical economic term. <laughs> uh, it was up by two tenths of one percent in June. Now, they do do a special survey once a quarter and detailing where is the wisest place that people believe that they should be putting their, their money. Usually every month it's banks. So it, it was this mm-hmm. this time around it was banks as well. But it was also paying down debt. A reading of 27% of respondents believe that paying down debt is the, one of the wisest places to put your savings. Mm. That's the highest reading that we've seen in 26 years. Well, so, that makes sense with high interest rates. You don't want to be paying back more than you should have to, right? Well, that's right. That's right. And it basically shows the higher interest rates are working. What we're seeing is people spending less, they're saving more, they're putting money in the bank and they're paying down debt. Exactly right, exactly right. So if we have a look at sector performance today, we saw eight of the 11 sectors lifting. It was really mining and energy stocks that took a big hit after commodity prices fell steeply overnight. So just rattling it off, we saw oil down around 4%, gold was down about 0.4% and iron ore fell about 1.6%. So this dragged our biggest miners and energy stocks like BHP, Rio, Woodside and Santos. But financials did okay though. We saw tech stocks, on the other hand, they continued to really outshine today. They hit their highest level in four months after we saw a rally in tech stocks overnight. We saw the tech-heavy Nasdaq over in the US 
They closed at their highest levels since April 2022. So not a bad performance for tech stocks lately. Not a bad performance. And, and also helping our market today was China. Now, it's called a seven-day reverse repo. It doesn't really roll off the tongue, but <laughs> it's a measure of interest rates. And it was down a smidgen from 2% down to 1.9%. So that was round about the middle of the day. And it gave the Aussie uh, share market a bit of a kick along yesterday in the afternoon. The boost um, we really needed. Well, it very much was. And one of the energy stocks which uh, actually rose rather than fall was Paladin Energy, very much focused on the uranium sector and the uranium price, which is at its highest levels in 2023. Its share price up 9.4%. So certainly it's done okay because uranium looks as though it's very much in demand around the world as an alternative energy source. Exactly right. It was actually the best performer on the ASX 200 today that Paladin Energy was. So it was definitely the standout in the energy space when all of the rest were falling. We saw Paladin Energy lifting, but it wasn't quite the same story for Domino's Pizza. No, very much not the case at all. So Domino's Pizza fell by 5.9% today. It is having to close stores. So it's exiting the Denmark market, 27 stores you know, in Denmark. So it's exiting those stores. It's closing around about 65 to 70 corporate-owned stores. So that's a further pullback that we'll be seeing. And what Domino's is hoping for is that it will save some money, save as much as 25 to $30 million pushing up earnings over a longer-term situation. There's going to be some one-off costs in this financial year, anything between 80 and $93 million is well one-off cost, but the longer-term outlook is looking a whole lot better. It seems as though Domino's is one of the casualties of the interest mm. rate hikes. Discretionary expenditure, non-essential spending, if you like, exactly. you know, very much on, on the back foot you know, at the moment, and Domino's is feeling the heat in the kitchen. Exactly right. And they also said that they're going to close around almost 1,000 stores by the end of next year as well, so that I think put a drag on their performance today. And during the pandemic, they didn't do so good. So while people were sitting at home on their lounge because there was nothing else to do, buying pizza, the cost of pizza actually went up and they increased their delivery costs and, and things like that. Apparently the cost of cheese went up dramatically during the pandemic as well. So during the pandemic, they didn't do well. September 2021, they hit their lowest levels ever. And still, the story continues, they're just not doing so good. But we also heard from Champion Iron today. I don't think we've spoken about this stock on here before. It's an iron ore producer based in Canada. It sells its iron ore concentrate internationally. The company informed markets that a forest fire in Quebec was impacting the railway line it uses to transport its iron ore. So after about a week and a half of interruptions to that railway, so they couldn't transport their iron ore, they announced today that the railway has resumed, the fire's now being contained, but it flagged a material delay in sales because it simply couldn't get the iron ore to where it needed to be during that time and while the trade line was down. So on top of this, they also traded ex-dividend. So we saw the stock falling ah, around 3.8% as well. So it was a bit of a double whammy today. Yes, indeed, indeed. So, well, let's go to one of the tiddlers, one of the smaller stocks yes, on the market, which is uh, Tezzerent. And it's in the cybersecurity yes, business. Cybersecurity, all important, yes, in the mm, current year. Especially it, now with it, all the scamming going on, yep. Very much the, the case. And uh, Tesserent has uh, entered into a scheme of arrangement in terms of a scheme implementation deed 
with a local subsidiary of a French company, it's a defence giant, apparently, called Tullis. Now, the spelling is T-H-A-L-E-S, but Mm -hmm. I'm told it's Tullis. So I've done my homework (laughs) today, entering into agreement there. So the local subsidiary of Tullis in France will be going into a purchase of Tesserent. And certainly Tesserent's been around for a while. It's been listed on the share market since 2015. $185 $185 million in turnover and something like 500 employees and two cybersecurity firms getting together. There you have it. And I think it was at a 165% premium to the closing price on Friday as well. I think I read that there. I only briefly skimmed over it. I hadn't heard about this company before today, actually. Well, it's quite amazing. You know, sort of 4.9 cents a share on Friday. The bid effectively is at 13 cents a share. It finished at 12 cents today up 145%. Big moves there today. And West Farmers was another one that caught my eye. There wasn't really much in terms of market movement in its share price, but it's worth mentioning because they expect to sign a deal to buy online medical prescriptions business Instant Scripts for $135 million. So Instant Scripts is a telehealth company. It gives patients express medical scripts online in a matter of minutes for certain medications that is not all i think there was about 300 medications that they do it for so not anything that just jump online and get it this deal will take place via west farmers health division called australian pharmaceutical industries and it seems they've been on the lookout to acquire another company because back in april they tried to take over silk lake it's a non-surgical aesthetic clinic for 169 million dollars so they do things like laser hair removal and things but a company in hong kong swooped in and West Farmers bailed on the deal. So now it looks like they're going to go ahead with this instant scripts. So we'll see what happens there, but they're looking to sign that one. But looking ahead, it's a holiday shortened week, but they've definitely jammed a lot into this holiday shortened week. So tonight, what's happening? Well, it's tonight. Yes, sir, everyone, yes, sir, should be up at 10.30 Sydney time. Yes, sir, <laughs> Stay awake, <just> guys. <laughs> tune in to the inflation figures in the United States. <laughs> Uh, or just wake up tomorrow and hear about them if you're not that eager. You could do that as well. <laughs> what we're likely to see is an improvement in the headline rate of inflation. So both the, the core measures, that's basically stripping out some of the more volatile elements, the core elements and also the core measure and the, the headline expected to rise by 0.4% in May. What it should mean is for the headline measure of, of um, inflation, down from 4.9% to 4.1%. So slowly but surely, they're chipping away at it and trying to get their way back to around about 2 to 3%, which is where all the central banks around mm. the world want to congregate mm-hmm. the inflation rate, you know, so those sorts of levels. Now, we've got to always be focused on what we're dropping out of the equation to get this annual rate down. May of last year, 0.9% increase. June was 1.2% increase. So anything where you have a smaller increase than that, you'll see the annual headline rate of inflation yesterday coming down. So inflation super important. If we get a good reading yesterday tonight, what we're likely to see Thursday morning our time. Mm, 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Wake up for that one, guys. <laughs> is the U.S. Federal Reserve handing down the interest rate decision. Yeah. Likely this time around that they're going to pause. So they're going to stay on the sidelines and say, we've done enough for now. Let's see the impact in terms of the economy. Mm-hmm. If inflation is continuing to fall, 
perhaps we can let it do it on, on its own accord. Exactly. And if that is the case, it will be the first pause in 11 meetings. So that meeting does start tonight. And as Craig mentioned, they'll hand down their decision on Thursday morning. A lot happening on Thursday as well. It's the busiest day this week. We'll get interest rate decisions, not only from the US, but also from Europe and Japan. And we'll also get jobs data out of Australia. And then the big China monthly data dump as well. So a lot coming up on Thursday. We'll talk more about it in the coming days. But it's been lovely having you on, Craig, and we look forward to chatting together again tomorrow. How exciting. It's a full week, I think. Yes, uh, a shortened week. And yes, uh, I think I'm supposed to be, if I behave myself, you know, so I'll be <laughs> on next week as well. So. Yes, well, I'm looking forward to doing this with you every day, Craig. And we'll catch you back here tomorrow evening, but make sure to tune in to Tom and Ryan tomorrow morning. Very much the case. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.